Hey, welcome to Sense Episode 71, guys. It's November 13th, 2016. This is the Live on Dr. Dollar Reviews new show. We talk about a lot of things, tech, TV, movies, and kind of politics now, too. I'm Brian Gillis. You can find me on Twitter. I'm here with Stephen Mominex, as usual, and even Tyler Marchant, who hasn't been on in... 15, 15 years? Something like that. Some, something. Is, is, yeah, it was, I think it was episode... came out. Like, well, Suicide Squad, but then you were, I think you were on two since episode 52, so it's been almost 20 episodes. Yeah, yeah. Don't remind me about Suicide Squad. I've almost wiped it, you know? It's almost gone. <laughs> I can't wait to see the ultimate cut or whatever the fuck they call it. The director's you can't? cut, extended cut. You can't wait to watch it? it? Wow. No, I'm going to have to pirate it. You guys are, you guys are a couple wait. of fucking rubes, I guess. <laughs> I don't care about the extended cut. It's like, what, 10 minutes? Like I want to see it. It's an extended cut. Okay? Dude, I, those things just, they're thrown out for the sake of being thrown out. movie has a good soundtrack. Cut, they could add another song. Thing. It's an extended cut, the, though. It well, just the, sounds the, like it's but, being thrown out there. Yeah, but the BVS super, like the Ultimate Edition or whatever, was like thirty-five minutes longer. So you can expect the same with Suicide Squad. I think it's going to be pretty fucking unwieldy. No, I think it's going to be fourteen minutes. The BVS one that was a legit director's cut. That was them saying, "Hey, this is the movie we wanted to make. We're putting it out there." They announced that way beforehand. This right. it's not even confirmed that it's David Ayer's cut. So. I, I don't still gonna buy it. what's going on with that. Still going to get it. I, I still don't care. I like how still we started off on this tangent by me saying, hey, let's not talk about Suicide Squad. And then we did. I'm going to talk about Suicide Squad because I good, like man. it. It's a good movie. Yeah. Um, so you guys might have heard us before we do Death to Cinema, which is our topical, well, semi-topical, it's the same show. We have dollar views, our spoiler-free stuff. We've done lots of stuff on both of those. Most recently, like Doctor Strange. We did Love and Basketball for Death to Cinema. We tried to like do the holidays, so we had Halloween. We're gonna have this Christmas should be fun. Last year we did Bad Santa and Gremlins. Mm-hmm. We could do like Gremlins two and Bad Santa two. Uh, if, if you wanted to, that. well, maybe not for Death to Cinema. I don't know. I've already got my picks solidified for Christmas. I think. Yeah, I'm just not gonna say that. them yet. Okay. Is well, the Black Christmas that's remake? That's us. We do. <laughs> I want. I almost did you the know, first I one. You know, I can watch the original one. Yeah, we could do in, that on yeah. 35 millimeter. I have that opportunity here because there's a screening next month. So I, I think I they're both do great. That. I liked the newer one well enough. They like got the that and okay. Willard for the uh, Christmas horror flicks. I guess Willard somehow is a Christmas horror flick. Um, Christmas I don't know how movie. that happened, but I, I still need to see that one too. Um, so yeah, that's us. We do a couple of shows besides this news one. Tyler does a lot of things. He's very busy. He has more podcasts than we do. Adam Sandcast is my favorite. I know your favorite is Cynical Cartoons, but then now you have the main series of tale, uh, Unfortunate Events podcast too, right? Yeah, is that, Unfortunate is that Associates is a pretty kick-ass show. Uh, it's an interesting experience. Like we're trying to do it like safe for work, you know, because it was like a kids book series, so we're like trying to make it accessible to everybody, and that is difficult. I don't know if you've ever tried to do that before, but like. Man, censoring yourself and trying to be funny is an interesting gee, gee challenge. Gee, golly, golly, <laughs> boy, I... It's a lot of that. We call a lot of people jerks. We're like, oh, man, class is such, he's such a, a jerk. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a really good show, though. Unfortunate Associates has been doing really well, and uh, we're really excited about the Netflix series coming up. And hopefully there's not going to be, you know, 15 other series of Unfortunate Events podcasts that all crop up at once. But I know that there will be. At least you you were there first. Yeah, it's going to happen. When does the show start, though? January January. 13th, Friday the 13th, 2017. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be good. Dang. It's like, that's when that Friday the 13th remake 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 was going to come out but that got pushed i think it's like in 2018 now like that that thing's probably wow. going to come out the video game is probably going to come out before the movie right probably 
I mean, yeah. so so I've got that. Um, and then Tainami releases every Friday uh, on which you is know, free to iTunes. everyone now, right? It's not yeah. just Patreon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what we did was we, nice. we recorded 15 episodes and released them on our Patreon feed where, like, only two people could listen to them because nobody was donating. And then we were like, <laughs> guess what? It would take no effort to release these episodes to everybody. So now you can listen to four-month-old episodes of me bitching about anime, Tainami, <laughs> Google iTunes, all that good stuff. So any of that gotten any better for you? The the anime what? stuff? Just the anime in general. Like oh, I think good so. That came yeah, that? Mm-hmm, definitely. I liked right, Ghost in good. the Shell quite a bit, and uh, we watched one a few weeks ago called Parasite the Maxim, which was like Cronenbergian body horror in the modern world. It was pretty good. I, I enjoyed that show quite a bit. You should do the, fuck, I don't remember what it's called. It's like Zombie School, and it's it used to be on Netflix. We watched it one night when we were drinking. It was the weirdest fucking thing. It was basically like hentai, except they kept their clothes on. Right. Like, there was no penetrative sex, but, like, every shot was, like, upskirt or, like, down blouse or, like, <laughs> over-sexualization. But then there's people dying left and right because it's a zombie's apocalypse. And it's like, oh, man, if I was 11, I would have loved this. Right, like, I would have right. jerked off anyway. Who the fuck cares? Well, it's it's so interesting, cool. the things that my co-host picks. The one that we're talking about, uh, the one that just released on Friday, we watched Food Wars Shokugeki no Soma, which was like some fucking like cooking competition anime where like when people eat something that they really like, their clothes tear off. It was it was anime. It's what you expect when you hear the word anime, you know. <laughs> so that was fun. This is where the show starts. It's a segment that you might not be familiar with, Tyler. We ended it before you came on the show the first time. It's called Penny Thoughts, kind of like Penny for Your Thoughts, but I gotta brand it some way. As if you didn't know, our brand is pretty good. If you Google Debt to Cinema, we're actually you get you got that SEO. Our, yeah, our SEO is that good. <laughs> good yeah, name. so yeah. Yeah, I can pat myself on the back. For that I'm one. pretty sure Cynical Cartoons is. What's your SEO look like for that? I'm, d- I'm doing all right. Yeah, just in general. Yeah. I mean, there's another. I imagine so. Yeah. I doubt anybody else has that one. Yeah, I mean, there's another Adam Sandler podcast out there that's trying to encroach yeah, on our fuck territory. Fuck but, is it by yeah. the same names, Sandcast? No, it's not. They're like Adam Sandler, Life in Pictures, where we watch Adam Sandler's films from beginning to end. It's like, yeah, that doesn't sound familiar that's at all. Not even, that's that not even a good name. Awesome. I know. That's not even a good name. I'm not being polite name. either. That's just that's, hey, no, that's no, such a no, no shade on them, name. though. Like, I mean, they're doing – like it's it's a decent show. I've actually heard it a few times. I'm just like yeah, a little bit – I'm sure bit. you've listened to every episode. You're probably their top listener. <laughs> You're like, I got to hear the cop. Like if I found there was another show called like Cinema Debts or something. Oh, I would definitely be their number one fan. I would hate them so much. I would have to be their fan. Right. Y'all are gonna have to cross over for whatever the next Netflix movie is <laughs> with Adam Sandler. Kevin James was put out one a few days ago that I'm really oh, yeah. looking forward. I saw. To. Okay, a trailer for that came up on uh-huh. um on, like I started that Beverly Hills teenage uh, teenagers episode on YouTube and the ad came up for that. I didn't watch what the title was. I just I saw Netflix and I heard Kevin right. James. I was like, wait, is this the is this another Adam Sandler thing or is uh-huh. it just Happy Madison? Hey, which by the way, uh, people listening to this that like you guys can come over to Cynical Cartoons on Sunday uh, today. Actually, it'll probably be out by the time this episode drops. And here you guys talking about Beverly Hills Teens with me. That'll be fun. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Fun question Sweet. mark. <laughs> and like, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I saw five minutes of it already. Um, mm. Looks interesting. It's, yeah, it's Supposed it's interesting. Shit. That's the best word. Yeah, we we've been on Cynical Cartoons once, long time ago. We had Tyler on for Debt to Cinema. For, You've been on uh, twice, if I don't recall, right? Mm-hmm. I think so, two or three times. Yeah, or if I recall correctly. Yeah. Well, yeah, I I've been on it twice. Yeah, but we've been on it together once for the RoboCop That's Saves right, Christmas. Yeah. Robo, was it RoboCop? Yeah, RoboCop Saves Christmas. Actually, yeah. Yeah. 
uh, directed by, I think that episode was actually storyboarded by the guy that I was just telling you about a little bit ago that I interviewed a few weeks ago. I brought it up during the oh, show. Oh, so yeah. Archer? Or for no, no, Batman. the guy that directed Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, Jay Oliva. Dang. Had a long and story so you career. Were praising him for RoboCop, not. Did you ask him we, we did talk about, about RoboCop. Yeah, I had asked him about it, and I was like, "Oh, it looks like you worked on this episode that I talked about on the show." And he sort of like shrugged it off a little bit. He was like, "That show was <laughs> weird." Like RoboCop had like a coffee maker in his chest. It was. <laughs> it was pretty. I'd good. buy that for a dollar. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, oh man. I almost like every time I give someone my business card, I half expect them to understand it, but then they never do. Right. Well, on the few occasions where they have, oh man, it's it's priceless. They're like, I'd buy that for dollars from that movie. I mean, do you have the guy on there with like the big mustache yeah. and the, the, yeah, that's mm-hmm. great. Then I'll have to ship you a letter, uh, <laughs> our envelope with one of the cards. Like, we'll do the the card exchange. We'll meet up somewhere. It'll be like podcast con. Dude, which I'm, I'm sure I'll there has stickers so we can now. tag around everywhere. You, hey, Next, six months, sometime, sometime, you know. In in the next half year, <laughs> some 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 place randomly that meet me at the Ritz Carlton downtown LA. Mm, yeah, maybe <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Um, but yeah, we we do a lot of stuff. Penny thoughts though. This is original from Two Cents, and then became Dollar Views, and we don't do Dollar Views anymore. Even though, like I said, we just did Doctor Strange. This is basically pr- my comeback. Oscar season's coming up. That tends to it, bring us back. Perhaps we'll see. We'll see. That's kind of um, what Birth did, isn't it? I know it was way. It was yeah, yeah, back in 2012. <laughs> Long time ago now. Fuck, fuel. <laughs> but basically, up to three things that we've all been watching or listening or playing this week. You're the, the main guest, Tyler. What have you been enjoying? What are the, your top three things this week that you've been doing? Oh, man. This is this is a difficult <laughs> one because I did not come prepared. Um, I, I told you about it like two hours ago. <laughs> I know. And then I asked you, do I have to prep anything for the show? And you said, nah. Well, uh, well, it's like, well, not the, you don't have to prepare for notes or anything. You, you guys but, go first. You guys cool, go first. Really. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thank you for dragging that out because actually when he brought up Penny for her thoughts real quick, I just Penny realized, thoughts. shit, I'm not ready. Penny thoughts. But <laughs> I am tired. Uh, I'm two hours ahead of you guys. Cut me some slack. Um, yeah, I saw Hacksaw Ridge, uh, which oh, was the Was big... that good? Yeah, it was good. Um, but, you know, not fucking amazing like everyone praised the shit out of it. You know, it's... It's closer to something like, um, I don't know if you saw it, Brian, but that Angelina Jolie flick, Unbroken, which came out a couple of years ago. Yeah, I didn't see it. I, I know what it's like. I, someone, a friend of the show, Sean Woods, he saw it and he was telling me about it. it sounds really cool because that guy's yeah. actually from Torrance. And I was like, oh, it's a local story. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a very simple, straightforward, just old-fashioned war movie. And, you know, it's it, it's nice. I dug it. I I hear that there's Oscar talk, you know, like, I'm so bad at judging that shit on performances. It's like, well, mm-hmm. here, if Andrew Garfield got a nomination, I wouldn't criticize it. But, you know, it's it's very straightforward. And he plays the role well. And I enjoyed the movie. Um, but I don't I don't think it's one of the years best. Uh, anyway, um, if it doesn't else. make money, Resurrection, you know, Passion well, of Christ you 2 know, is not going to be coming. So I hope it, it's it funny. I mean. You, it's a Mel Gibson movie, by the way, which you just reminded me that's the guy that made Passion of the Christ. He's um, making the resurrection of Christ. Yeah. He loves his slow motion, man. And Hell yeah, you, know, you saw Passion of the Christ. We talked about it. Man, like he really just drags on those moments that's that are like, just this supposed to be very for emotional. Like three it's, minutes now. This dude just whips emotions out onto the audience. Like it's so overbearing, and it's like it's it doesn't really resonate with me because I see it as it's kind of cheesy for me in moments, but. You know, at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, it's it's a good war film. I, 
the it, sure the violence is hardcore, but it just didn't have the effect that Saving Private Ryan did for me. I don't know. Maybe it's that I'm so numb to violence now that I just expect there to be bloodshed everywhere, and you know, like the sounds good and everything. And maybe it's just I've seen too much of this stuff. But yeah, it's a good movie. At the end of the day, it's good. Uh, I saw Warcraft. Yeah, I saw your review on Letterboxd. You yeah. seemed like you kind of liked it, but not really. Not really. I really didn't. Um, yeah. I feel like that's how a lot of people know, felt about it. Like, it's pretty I liked mediocre, it. right? It is mediocre. It's, it's a popcorn but it's, movie. It's not bad. I mean, it's just, it's not good either. Yeah. Um, In terms like, of video game movies, it's pretty good. I, I just know, enjoyed, like, I watched, played... like, the first 35 minutes to an hour, maybe. And we really were just having oh, yeah, a fun time with how terrible the special effects were. But, like... It didn't no, have a what? lot going. Dude, they were so Wait. bad. Like, no, when he the gets only up, like, bad CGI. They're obvious in that they're special effects, but like... No. To- Toby you know Cable's there are performance capture is think, so good. Yeah, but there are moments. Like, the performance capture is good, but I do think there's moments where the live-action actors... Yeah, it's, oh, it's yeah. the humans interacting. It's like they're standing in front of a green screen, and yeah. it just doesn't blend well. No, there not even that. Like just that. Toby... Uh, what do you call it? Pal- Paul Patton's character... The green half orc thing with the teeth is like the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Like, right, I can't so, believe so you agree that, that the someone went are ridiculous. Then the orcs do look good. That's, I like that. No, that's not an effect though. It's just her in just green makeup. Not like, part of it they, isn't like CGI enhanced. She's not. Like, no, she's got tusks on her face that <laughs> yeah. make it difficult for her to it's talk. It's so garbage. It's Which, like the, you know yeah. what? Yeah, here's the thing. You're gonna love this because I did not watch it in English. I went for the dub track, what and a, I heard that that oh was a God. criticism. But even in the dub track, it sounds like someone went full-on method and spoke with tusks in their mouth. Why did, no, yeah, why did it you sounds use like, like the dub track? What was the point of that? Because he's weird. Because Ugh. I try to maintain fluency and I'm I'm Swiss. So, or oh, French. okay. Um, that makes sense. Fuck, whatever. Yeah, th- that's why I do that. And so, you know, I, I do that sometimes. And for some that this where it's like, you know, I don't know if I'll like it that much. I may as well just do it. And so... it. It saves bad performances, I guess, for a movie like this. But I was just like, why not? It's Those are personal decisions I make. And I got to make that clear that I'm not criticizing the performances here for the actors. Maybe just the dub tracks. I like sure. the, the bad dude. I thought he was kind of cool. I really like the young wizard from well, I think where the, the, main... the fucking order. Or whatever. I liked him with the hood. I liked his whole journey. It kind of reminded me of Doctor Strange a little bit. Yeah, the main thing here, though, that stood out to me is, like, it, it is not necessarily bad. It's just so condensed that, you know, there's so many characters here, and it's mainly just about getting from point A to point B, that if this was, like, the season of a TV show, then this could be fucking amazing. Yeah, but it would have been really Because cool. it's just packed way too tight, it's like, you know, there, there's this big, expansive world, Don't and you can die. feel that there's a scale there, and it just... It just feels like it's so crammed and it doesn't get any room to breathe that if this was like Game of Thrones, you know, like if the first season of Game of Thrones was cut down to two hours, it would feel kind of like this movie. Whereas if this movie just had, I don't know, 10 episodes or something like that, it maybe it could be fucking amazing if they gave it that much space and they develop more stories with these characters from there. And then you could just see that it's going somewhere where all this stuff's going to come together. Maybe it could have been cool that way. I don't know. Just I'm not so sure that... It made a this ton is a of video money. game movie curse, like yeah, yeah, in China, like yeah, I, well, I guess it's not just China, but globally, it made a ton of money. It's a legendary property. It's a video game movie. It made enough money that another one's not going to hurt. And I liked what they set up. That I'm curious enough that when the sequel comes out, I won't see it in theaters like I did this one. I only saw Warcraft in theaters because I got a free ticket from T-Mobile. I still have a free mouse too, which was cool. I saw the movie for fifty cents in 3D, and I got a free mouse pad. Hmm. Totally worth it. Um. I would see a sequel. I'd I'd watch it on HBO Go or whatever. Well, by that time, it's because it's legendary Wanda streaming, whatever the fuck they're gonna call it. Um, I, I would watch it again. 
Would you? Um, would you be I, bothered I enjoy with, certain things. Uh, Duncan Jones not returning, or does that not matter much to you anyway? No, it doesn't matter. Like I'm excited about Mute. I can't wait to see that. But at yeah. this point, I think he he only made Warcraft so he could fund Mute. And now after Mute, he's probably. I wouldn't be surprised if he did something like really out there and huge, kind of like James Bond or something. I'm not sure though. I'm really curious to see what he. I'd does love next. to see him do I, that. I, mean, I do think maybe, that he like, cared a lot about Warcraft. I don't think that he only made it because. Oh of yeah, that. he like, totally. He he still retweets people when they talk about yeah. it. Yeah, like I, maybe he follows. There are Muta. details in that movie for sure that I know are there from the game because people talk about them. Leroy Jenkins shows up them. in the movie. <laughs> Great. I Leroy Jenkins to make them better. More memes. Well, he's like. Well, that's like the original meme though. Have you have you guys seen the Leroy Jenkins video on YouTube? Yeah, of course. I've I know th- yeah, like <laughs> I'm just, I don't know. I still don't know what the fuck it means, but yes, I'm familiar with that being a big thing in pop culture. No, um, it's like watch the actual video. Like there's there's yeah, a no, whole, a long time ago I saw that. Yeah, well, it's like they made an in joke about that in the movie that I didn't catch because I'm not a Warcraft fan. I'm not even really like an active not Activision but a Blizzard fan. Well, it is Activision Blizzard. Uh, anyway. Talking about Activision, I did EA game. I talked about. Well, Call I didn't of Duty. talk about my third one yet. You got how many? You got okay. Go ahead. Three. We do three. Okay, Zootopia, go. which was the best one out of all the ones that I saw. Um, best animated okay, movie it, all year. And if you want to rush me, yes, it was fun. Um, I, I, I'll leave it at that. It's good. Okay. All right then. <laughs> it's a good movie. I, I'm, I'm glad that kids have something that is not part of a franchise that's definitely their own. That's the big thing. Is that it really? It's nice to see an animated movie that is very much, you know, it belongs in this time and it's not retreading something else. Except that's going to be a franchise now, and you know it. There's going to be Zootopia <laughs> 2 very soon. Yeah, I, probably, I, I can't wait I mean, to see the continue. made ass loads of cash from Marvel, from I would right. love and to Jungle see Book, and their whatnot, next like... case. I want to see the next mystery. Here, here's got, the thing, though, so. Brian, is that Disney hasn't had to make sequels to Tangled or Wreck-It Ralph, and I think they're working on one for Frozen. But They are doing uh, one for Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, exactly. and they did so Tangled ever after. if we see a sequel after. to Zootopia, it'll be like six years after this, right? Not, no, I don't know. Well, it's no. in development. Mm-mm. No, they're definitely making another one. Mm. It's in development. Tangled is probably getting a full-on sequel, too, because they did a couple of, like, short videos. One of them was attached to Beauty and the Beast 3D re-release. They oh, did cool. one also. Like, they made, like, I think they made a TV show for Tangled also. Uh, but yeah, Frozen, that sequel's in development. They got the Wreck-It Ralph 2. They already have, like, I bet you a trailer's gonna land for that probably by the right. end of the year. Are they doing Big um, Hero 7? Is that also happening? Probably, <laughs> yeah. And that's going to be the, you know, that one know. probably started it, it the, the Disney big. animated Marvel Cinematic Universe. The well, DAM was not that huge, though. Like, there are fans of it, but it wasn't. It, it a did well hit, financially, right? Frozen. Yeah, it made it, a ton of money. I think it broke even, at least, but no, I don't know. It made if it, monies. I don't know if it Bay, made enough to justify Baymax right is away. like a huge thing. Like, his memorabilia. I see, like, cars with stickers of him and, like, keychains and stuff. Like, people love that shit. There's something about. The Disney Marvel movies, even when they don't say they're Marvel, like the, Doctor Strange has already broke like what half a billion. Do you, in, do you guys want to hear how much it made? Is it like six hundred now? What is it? Uh, it cost one hundred sixty-five million. It made back six hundred fifty-seven worldwide. So that's pretty kick-ass. Yeah, like so it did well. Billion. Yeah, yeah, it, it made that yeah, back that's... four times its budget, dude. Oh no, you're talking about Big Hero Six, right? Yeah, Big, yeah, Hero, 6. Big Hero Six. Okay, yeah, yeah I yeah. thought we were Do- Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange is already at that probably. Mm. Or like it's probably like five eighty now. Yeah, uh, four twenty four ninety-two. Still really high. So almost for, a half for, a billion. For a week and a half, two It'll weeks. be there tomorrow. Oh, yeah, I'll be there tomorrow, for sure, for sure. Uh, so, yeah, I um, I played a video game this week. That's what I did. I just beat Titanfall 2's campaign today. It is very short, like most reviews say, but it's really fun, really cool. 
Like, uh, I played the multiplayer a lot when the beta came out. We actually, I think I talked about that on an episode uh, a while back. Um, but yeah, really, really good. Like, the not emotional, even though it goes for the beats, but just uh, the platform in action that you're, like, wall running and sliding, kind of like how the all the Call of Duty games are now. Except it's kind of like Shades of Portal also. Like, there's some puzzling going on, puzzle platforming. So, like, at one point, right about halfway in the game, L1 makes you time travel. So you're in the present huh. trying to do something, and it sends you back in time. Like, in the present, it's all beat up and destroyed and on fire. And back in time, it's perfect, except, like, in the present, there's, like, these animals that are trying to kill you. And in the past, there's soldiers. And so, like, wall running, but having to, like, jump through, like, laser beams, but, like, through time travel, like, really, really fun. And then you play more. There's, like, stealth action. There's And then all the while, too, it's not just you, like, with your gun on your feet running on walls you can enter your tide in bt and that's like a whole different thing and you got the whole relationship there kind of like an iron giant thing but like also like in a call of duty way like uh kind of cool like wingman type of thing um but just the way that they made the campaign especially since titanfall the first one that was only on xbox didn't have one at all it was just multiplayer really good especially because it's respawn respawn is making amy henning's uh star wars video game that's not Battlefront, like, actual Star Wars, the lady that directed the first three Uncharted games, knows how to tell the story, can't wait to see what they do with that, hopefully that comes out right when Episode Eight comes out, we'll probably see some of that at E3, but this campaign, it's not long, it's probably like five hours, the campaign plus a multiplayer, great package, I bought it pre-owned from GameStop, I'm gonna return it, that's something you can do with them, you get seven days for that, fuck them, it's a free rental, um... <laughs> But it's going to be $35 on Black Friday at, like, Target and Walmart, which is huh. a great price, not just for the multiplayer, because there's no season pass, there's no DLC, it's all free, just like Overwatch, but you also get this pretty good campaign. Like, it's a sizable game, not very, very long, but designed really well, interesting story, interesting world. I'm excited about the, the sequel in a couple of years. I'd buy that for a dollar, really. <laughs> like, if I... I'd like to get it for free, um... I just, you can change Titan classes on the fly, kind of like you're uh, like in multiplayer. It's like, oh, I want to be this one, this one, this one. All the Titans are different. It's still the same BT, but just really fun, really different first-person shooter, not Call of Duty, like a, a different thing, even though it's made by people that originally made Call of Duty. Right. Um, but I still, maybe next week I'll talk about Call of Duty Infinite Warfare's campaign because I haven't played that yet. Uh, the other thing <laughs> I did, though, and I'm sure you probably did this too, Tyler, or maybe you're already up to date, but I caught up on The Flash. I saw the last two episodes, Monster oh, yeah. and uh, whatever the one before that was. <laughs> right. Show gets better and better. Oh, this yeah, season, does, anyway. Man. Last season was kind of a stinker, but this season is dude, awesome. Dude, everything on the CW right now, everything. I mean, those those four shows that they're doing, you know, Supergirl, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, and even Arrow now uh-huh. are, like, fucking yeah, I know killing it. It's Arrow's like so Oliver much Queen better is, this the, is the mayor of Stars. Yeah, he's uh-huh. the mayor now. Yeah. And, like, this past episode, he got, he, there's, like, assassination attempt or something. All the OSD stuff wait. is just kind of, like, out the window. It's it's going well. It's a good show now. I can't wait till the end of this month when they have the crossover. Dude, I know. It's, like, the most, like, crazy, ambitious thing I've ever, like, a four-way crossover on TV. That sounds so... They're getting that done before uh-huh. the Defenders come out. Oh, yeah. Just think about that. Dude, they, they, they not, kind of do that, though. Like, they, when they saw that Civil War was coming out, you know, kind of they knew that, like, Giant Man was going to be a, there. Yeah, yeah. And so they put, you know, the Atom, like, growing to building size in the Legends of Tomorrow for the episode. Like, they sort of know this is what's going on in the world right now. This is what movie's coming out this week. Let's line it up with the show. I need to catch up on that show. I'm going to, because I know all four of these shows are on Netflix now. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> Supergirl, it didn't seem like my kind of thing. I will watch the Kevin Smith episode because why not? And at, I want to see the the crossover musical episode right. that you know, Joss <laughs> Whedon might be directing or at least writing or who Dude, knows. Dude, I want That'd Neil Patrick awesome Harris. Him. That'd be cool. On the episode? Yeah, because he, saying, like just well, directing. No, no, I know. But he played Music Meister in Batman uh, yeah. Brave and the Bold. Yeah, yeah, Brave and the Bold. So that'd be pretty cool. Exactly. And th- that was a character they created for that too. So that'd be the first time mm-hmm. that they have like a, a villain from an animated show show up on a live action show probably. Sure. Uh, but so I, I love HR. Uh, like as soon as he revealed himself last episode, I was like, "I'm HR. He's this is who I am. <laughs> He's Steve Jobs. I love it. Sure. I love that they they got a Harrison. That's Steve Jobs. Um, but what about you? What have you been doing, Tyler? Yeah, I actually got a chance to make a little list here. Um, I finally am getting caught up on Westworld. I think I'm about one episode behind. I don't know if you guys have been watching. I it. haven't. I haven't. Yeah, started. Okay. Either of us are there. It's, uh-uh. been it's lazy, pretty been cool. Busy you, with my my girlfriend. I, I'm closer yeah. and closer to it. Like I still got to finish Stranger Things, but right. I haven't I'm even started start Stranger Things, man. Like I need to catch up on Shameless, Asher's Evil Dead, Last Man on Earth. I swear nah, I'll man, watch, watch Stranger Things in Westworld before all of those things. I mean, damn. I want to catch up on Gotham, though. I have no. feel like I watched like the first three episodes. No. It was so good. I mean, it's it's, it's fine. so trashy, all, but all it's so good. All those shows that you just said are fine, but like Westworld's fantastic, <laughs> and Stranger Things is just like oh, fucking sure. ten out of ten. Man, you gotta at, see at this it. This time, though, at this point, sure. it's like I feel I should just wait till the final episode of Westworld so I can just binge it all because that's what I'd be doing anyway. Basically, maybe, maybe, but so I got I got caught up. Four more, I think, unless unless yeah, I it's probably a ten episode run. Yeah, so so I got caught so up I, just the other day, and I'm already like I get to like sit there and like uh, look at all the theories online and stuff like that, and talk to people about it, and I don't, you know, like everybody knows the same stuff, and there's still more coming. So I recommend getting caught up like right now, and then maybe. catch the last two weeks. Live. Maybe I should. It's like my HBO goes so demanding on my Wi-Fi. Right, I'll try because I don't work like this whole week. So I might as well, like I was planning on doing VR, maybe like, I don't know, returning Titanfall, like I said, picking up Battlefield 1 or something, like just like playing like short little campaigns so I can keep my mind off of things, keep myself busy. But yeah, maybe I'll do Westworld one of the days too. I'll just like, I haven't binged a TV show in quite some time. It's been uh, Daredevil season two, I think was the last time I binged something like that. Right. Well, it was, it was a pretty easy, yeah, two day watch with my brother. We just watched three episodes both nights. So, I mean, it's possible. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, my second yeah, I'm thing. Sure, it's amazing though. Yeah, uh, my mm-hmm. second thing was actually a movie that I picked up on this week uh, on Netflix called Faults. I don't know if you guys have seen that one. I know what it is. Okay. I know it's Elizabeth Winstead and the guy with the mustache, and it's yeah. like some weird like sci-fi. Like, An- Ansel Elgort like, is that that guy's name, or was that the guy playing uh, Hansel? Is he in that? Yeah, I, th- no, I think it's Ansel Elgort. I didn't know he was in that. I was talking about like the the weird squirrely looking dude with the I don't know. I, I, I may not know who seen, Ansel Elgort is. It's on my yeah. instant queue. Right. It's I've seen the picture. Like I've maybe seen the trailer. I know I want to see it. Right. It's it's so a fantastic. It, was it a Netflix original flick? No. no, it's just something that's on Netflix. Yeah, it's it's, it's a pretty great movie. Um, it it definitely like you can tell throughout like oh they didn't have to spend like any money on this at all. It all takes place in one hotel room, but like it's still like it doesn't feel like so low budget like it really is just like super tense and uh if you liked uh mary elizabeth winstead in 10 cloverfield lane you're looking more for sort of that kind of thing she's really fantastic in this movie or if you want to see her in something else she's in sky high which i found out this week is on netflix so please fucking watch that movie i was looking at netflix they have such great movies right now they got how to lose a guy in 10 days 10 things i hate about you they got mean uh... girls they got clueless 13 going on 30 all the classics right all the chick flicks that brian loves plus sky high sky high also has uh, daniel panabaker in it doesn't it from flash yep 
Killer Frost. Yeah. It, it's got uh, it's, very it's cool. got who? It got Bruce Campbell. It's got Linda Carter, Kurt Russell. It's got oh, yeah. no, it's um, a great movie. Jamie like Presley. A, sure, there's not um, a person I know that's seen that movie that doesn't at least love it. Like the only people that are the naysayers on that, they still need to watch that movie. It's so much fun. Like right. that was proof before they even bought Marvel that Disney could make a perfect superhero film. And I, like I've said it before on the show, I'll say it again. I really wish that they would go back to doing that. Kind of like Big Hero 6, where it doesn't have to be Marvel. Don't whore out your comic book fro- uh, properties. Just make something fun in the genre so you can have free flowing. Like, don't tie it to Tony Stark and the Avengers Tower. Just a good time. Like, it's such a good movie. I'm probably going to watch it this month. I feel you. I, I, I love, like, even the 80s covers. The fact that, like, the faux bad guy's name is War and Peace. So, oh, oh my God! Like so, Coach Boomer. Oh. And then yeah. uh, the last thing that I had was uh, Childish Gambino just released a new song, and I think his album comes out. Oh, did he? This time next month. Yeah. Uh, the the oh, song cool. was "Me and Your Mama." It's like not. I'll look into that. Yeah, just I still haven't seen Atlanta. So. Sure, Atlanta fucking rocks. It was on my list before I just swapped it out for that song because I listened to that the other day. Um, it's like not rap it's really interesting what it it's sort of hard to like tag down sort of it's sort of like rocky and like soulful and like gospely at times it's it's really interesting um definitely worth checking out yeah i i'm definitely gonna watch atlanta when i get a free minute and uh i've listened to like every one of his records right so, right uh, i'm sure yeah, i'm Atlanta's sure i'm gonna hear this one too yeah it um, comes out so- on the 12th of next month i believe Okay. Yeah, last time I, I heard something, it was like a rumored album was coming. So, we just caught up on the show. We're about to do the headlines. This is the point where you guys could sponsor us. You could support this show. We're on Patreon. So is Tyler. Cynical Cartoons. Patreon.com slash all our views. If you don't know what it works, it's not Kickstarter. Kickstarter is lazy people that want to do something, and so you pay them so they can. Patreon is people that already do something for free, and we want to be compensated because we're trying to live... And we're trying to yeah, do hard work and we're trying to do this shit and we don't want to put it behind a paywall. So pay anything you Basically, want. Basically, we want to find an excuse to make me watch Rogue One, which I'm still against it. More than that. Just we want an excuse. So when people ask us, what are you doing at night on Sundays? We don't say, oh, yeah, we talk just for the fuck of it. We can say, oh, yeah, that's how I'm able to pay my Netflix bill. Or I feel you, man. I mean, matter. I mean, when you work, you know, like however many hours a week and right now I'm making like eight bucks a month, which is like nothing on Patreon, you know. So it would be very, very That's cool more to than get us. more. Yeah, well, that covers your Netflix bill, though, doesn't it? It, it does. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah. they, they take a the so cut there of you it. Go. Yeah, we had a backer, and then I told him that it's a monthly thing, and he was like, "Oh," and he cancels. <laughs> like, what a fucking dick! <laughs> it's like it's only ten dollars, dude. He's like, oh, I didn't know that. I'm sorry. He didn't like drop it down to one. He just completely stopped it. <laughs> I, I was so offended, but he's a, he's a dear friend, so whatever. Yeah, at Fuck least him. he thought good enough to donate money. I mean, for for right. a minute there. So <laughs> yeah, at, at least if you want to donate, to... if you want to donate this show, you can do so. Still at to help you out, man. That's a good friend right there. Go do it. Fund us. Give us money. Give us money so we don't have to panhandle. Did, did that job bomb? I Facebook. couldn't really tell because they're Skype lag. Huh? What? Never mind. Okay. So I'm sure it'll come through clearly when the audience is listening. Okay. If they're listening. Good. If they have If ears. that makes you feel any better. It, so it does. He, here's the major headlines, and these are actually major, not in terms of this show, but period. We had an election this week. I voted. I told the audience that I would on the uh, Let's Get Political episode because mm-hmm. of Proposition 60. I was going to kill condoms and porn. 
It passed. There's not going to be condoms and porn in the L.A. area or the state of California. Congratulations. We made weed legal in California. Congratulations. And then we got Donald yeah, Trump, too. So everything that. I voted for, everything I voted for no. went. I voted for Trump. I voted for weed. I voted for no condoms. I'm on a hot streak. What can I say? <laughs> uh, yes, but, you no, did say that, by the way. I, that's what that pause is there for. And it's accurate. I I want <laughs> I wanted him to win, and he did. And it wouldn't have mattered anyway because I'm in California, and there's no way my vote mattered. Yeah, that kind of that's kind of how I felt in Washington yep. too. It's like no matter which way I voted, nope. like it. Washington's a very liberal state. It's not going to matter either way or not. Yeah, I'm in Texas. My vote definitely didn't, didn't matter, matter. <laughs> nope. all the way around, except for uh, just one proposition that we had here in town. That was it. Did you guys uh, and the propositions that you're supporting or going against? Did they pass or anything? Did the they... only one? Yes, it went through. Well, was it a uh, transit or something? It had to do with uh, public transportation. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, I voted. We had some like that too. Voted for that. Um, I'm I'm really excited about the uh, what we call it the the legalized marijuana though. Like it, it's still weird because it's a city-based thing how it's sold so currently you can't buy it if you have it you can't sell it but you can gift it and you can carry it on your person you still can't drive under the influence you can't go to work well, you on can it. still just stop by somewhere and smoke right uh no i don't i don't no. know i don't think you can do it in public like i'm not sure if there's like a smoking area if that's allowed who knows though like these are things that we're still coming to terms with but it, it should be really interesting just in terms of how state taxation is going to work because Colorado has made so much money, they've been able to fund schooling and yeah. all these kinds of things. Washington's doing all right California, too. yeah, it's like every state that has it has been great, and California's got such a high GDP anyway that this is just going to be so good for our, our economy. Um, so very excited. Uh, moving from big politics though to small politics, you remember a couple of weeks back, Steve, we were talking about uh, the California Attorney General, and there's like the the anti ageism laws. How IMDb can no longer show birthdays because blah blah blah. It's not Talked fair. Talked about that a while back. Yeah. yeah, it's like a couple of weeks, couple of months, something like that. Um, so IMDb has retaliated now. They are suing the Attorney General, and they're saying, and this is a big block co- quote. AB 1687 does not merely violate the First Amendment rights of IMDb and its hundreds of millions of users and contributors. The statute also violates the Commerce Clause because California is attempting to police the Internet far beyond the state's own borders. And the statute separately violates federal law because it imposes liability on IMDb based on factual content that is lawfully posted by its users. So that was the argument that I posed when we talked about this. I said, how do you dictate, or maybe you were asking it, like, how can you make rules for the Internet? How can a state sanction those kind of laws? And at the time, I I said... I was just more surprised by the fact that it was specifically the California Attorney General. Like, uh, really, why is the state specifically... I don't know. Like, that's why they're fighting back, and it makes sense. At the time, I thought it was like, oh, maybe there's something about the Internet. Like, if the server is housed in the state, then they have to abide to the rules of the state. But... Mm -hmm. You know, this is, this is so weird. Like, the way IMDb said it, too, they're like, look, we have IMDb Pro. If you're a user on Pro, you can hide your age and all the other facts on your account. Everyone won't see it except other Pro users, like people that are actually casting agents, you know? Um, so it's so stupid. I, I think that is the issue, There are ages that are being acquired that they don't want the casting agents to see. You guys overlapped. What was that? 
I, I think that's the issue, though. Is uh, that they, you go first. Okay, yeah. I think that's the issue is that they don't want casting agents to be able to see the age of the actor, or else they might not get cast for younger roles. It's important for some. The thing is, like, it's not like every single actor has an IMDb Pro account. You yeah, know? like their right. their information is acquired through Amazon when they're making payments, and like th- that's one of the ways, anyway. And it's like you know they don't really have control over them posting that. It's a it's a weird, stupid, retarded internet thing. To be honest, like this, the next issue, the next story is gonna just like, oh my god, compared to this, it's like, why are, does why do people even care about the age of people on the internet? Like, literally, an actor. People find reasons to be prejudiced depending on what the context is of whatever situation. It's like an actor is paid to represent or embody a certain person of a certain age. When you write a script, you put an age range there. You want them to be that way. And sometimes actors can play out of their age. That's fine. And I understand why IMD was trying to, not IMDb, but the California was trying to do this. You know, you got a lot of people in the state that want jobs. They can't get the jobs because they're saying, oh, I, I, I am 55, but I look 35 and I could get that role otherwise. Ah, oh, but IMDb, they took her gerbs. Like stupid shit like that. <laughs> and, it's like you're still in Hollywood. You probably had a run at some point. If you even have an IMDb page in the first point, first place, you're quote unquote successful. Um, so I, I don't know. This is gonna be like an interesting thing. Like this could kind of set up how just internet, not necessarily politics, but rules work. Like the law of the land, because it still is the wild west. It still is West World. Um, and I want to see like where the machines go next. Like how they're gonna take over. You guys there? I'm yeah. afraid to jump oh. in because of Skype bug. I assume somebody's already talking. Um, no, no, no. Yeah, I, I mean, it good. really only does affect, uh, I mean, actors that are older trying to play teenagers in their 30s, you know, which is, I mean, they, yeah. they should be able to get those roles if they're good enough to get them. And it is shitty that casting directors won't cast those kinds of people. So the issue really isn't with IMDb itself. It's an issue within the industry and people that won't cast people that look the part and can play the part the best, you know. Um, but I mean, another and, issue is just like having your age on there, your birth date on there, that is personal information. And, you know, like I, not everybody wants that to be readily available just by Google search. Sure. But I mean, there, there's I mean, a lot of yeah, personal it's, information it's about fact, actors though. online and you can't yeah. just like, you can see their birthday, where they were born, right. what high school they went to, people that were in their graduating class, what their first movie was like, oh, what movies their tits are yeah, in. But like, I'm, you can I'm see just saying so like, you know, okay, shit. where, where they're from or where they live, that's one thing. But like age, that is something that people no, can be the very same self-conscious thing. about. You no, know, it's the same thing though. It's a fact. Yeah, it's I mean, a literal I could, fact. I could see it's people fact, being discriminated against because of where they're from about. too, though. Yeah. Or yeah. like what, what their religion is, you know, like right. it's, well, it's it, a stupid it really, thing. It just but... depends. Like when you reach a certain level of fame, or just, you have a reputation that's online. I, I mean, you know, there are things about myself where I'm just like, yeah, I'm just, I just don't want that to be shared. I have no reason to, and it's like I'm not comfortable with that. Um, Sure, but I don't think the that internet... having your age online is the same thing as somebody like snooping in on your privacy. Like, I'm not one of those people who's going to say, like, you're an actor. Well, it so really you don't is going to depend space, on how the person but... looks at it, though. That's the thing. Sure, but I mean, making, like, making uh, a blanket statement. I won't sta- call someone out if they say something like that. Sure, but I mean, making a blanket statement that says, like, having an actor's age on IMDb is bad in every case, so we're going to sue IMDb until they take it down. That's kind of ridiculous, right? Yeah, they're doing the opposite. IMDb is fighting for this freedom of speech. Right, That's exactly. How they see it, that this is 
a legal document. This is a legal fact. This is a natural fact that anyone has the right to know because, and it's not like you said, Steve, or I don't know if that was you that said Tyler, that like, oh, like, oh, it was Tyler. Um, like, oh, you're an actor. You don't have freedom of, uh, like, person. You don't have your privacy. I, that's not it at all. Like, it's, it, if well, that's anyone, sort of what I'm saying. anyone on this planet, or at least in this country, if you know enough about them, you can find out more than you need to. Trust me. If you even are a little bit savvy to the internet, if you know how mm-hmm. quotation marks work in a Google search, if you even know how reverse image search works, you can find out a lot about a person, even if their web footprint is small. Like, it was probably the weirdest, cutest, most interesting thing I've done when I was started dating the girl that I'm dating currently. <laughs> um, she, like, tested me to find her middle name, and I was like, oh, don't. She, was, she made some kind of joke. Um, because we're talking about middle names, I was like, oh, I could find it, trust me, if I wanted to. She's like, go for it. I was like, really? Okay. I'd never been told before that I could snoop on someone, like, I could creep on them. And so I start doing my thing, we're texting, she's like, oh, you find it yet? I'm like, no. I'm like, oh, yeah, cute Lego pictures, whatever, like, find it, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, maybe I overstated my sleuthing skills. And then a couple minutes later, I was like, nope, never mind, found it. There it is. Like, she didn't think it was on the internet at all. And sure enough, I found it. I found where she was born, what hospital what her birthday was, like, too many things that I shouldn't have known because I didn't ask her. And yet I found him anyway. And she's a normal person. She's a civilian. She's not a celebrity. So if you're a celebrity, I should definitely have that access. Like, if I pay money to see you 100 feet on the screen, your birthday's not that important. I feel you, man. I mean, it's really... I, I still maintain, though, like, it really depends on whether or not they want that there. Like, the the ease of it being accessible that's one thing but for that to be legal you know it's a fact of course it's legal your birth certificate well you're not from california but if you go to the state uh, office if you go to the capitol mm-hmm. you can find that document so like, if you do the research you can find someone's birth certificate it is a legal record it doesn't matter if there's a celebrity or a normal person average joe it's on record somewhere you just have to do it and the internet lessens that hardship of having to actually go through the cases and the files and flipping through all the pages. It's digital. If it's digital, it's on the internet. So it's it's a weird little thing, like I said. The way that this plays out, if this like potentially goes to the Supreme Court or something, could make a very big thing, especially in this presidency that we're about to be under. This could be like the turn of what it means to be a millennial. Like finding what rights, you know. Uh, not just the government, but private entities such as corporations have and what freedoms they have in terms of the users. Like, who reads an end-user license agreement? No one. Imagine it, there was something in there that was like, we own your likeness, we can make money off of it now. And you just didn't read it. Like, what if Facebook said that? And you're in a Facebook ad in the near future. It's a possibility. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't doubt that at all. It's like, the scariest thing that happened to me this week was... I was driving to work, and I noticed a Facebook Live billboard at a bus stop. It said, Facebook Live, this is how you do it. I was like, wait, 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 you don't know what that is? And it, like, showed you the icons and all this stuff. And it's, we're just pushing to this immediate future. It's like, Instagram is going to begin its own version of live video, kind of like Periscope, which is weird, because Facebook has it, and Instagram has it now. Like, they both have it now. Um, but more and more things are moving towards this because of the Snapchat and because of Periscope and Twitch and, and all of these live streaming possibilities since like Justin TV to, to Meerkat, like even podcasting to an extent, especially if you see it live, like Kevin Smith. People like this instantaneous 
live in the moment millennial zeitgeisty like it's happening it's fresh it's hot it's live it's warm thing a type of thing that it's like these progressions in technology it's it's going to be more scary the fact that you're going to be able to potentially turn on someone's camera and watch them in their house i'm more scared about that than a birthday i think the birthday <laughs> is like an old world concept well that's why you put tape over your webcam sure that's I've had that forever though. <laughs> I don't. I, I really don't care. Like my laptop is closed ninety percent of the time, but I have one, two, three, four, five, six. I got seven cameras in my room currently. So all wireless connectivity? Um, a couple. So people could hack into my house and watch me. Like I'm not necessarily scared. I got nothing to hide. I like being shirtless. But there are bigger fears is what I'm trying to say. And like one of those fears, I, I kind of teased this a minute ago. I don't know if you guys read this. It was all over the news. Um, there was an Uber driver in California, Huntington Beach to be precise, or I think it was Newport actually, uh, that's being accused of raping an unconscious 17-year-old passenger this past week after possibly even drugging her. The story's weird, so I don't know where this is going to go. But basically, it was like 2 a.m. and her family hailed a ride for her. I've read, like, conflicting stuff. Like, I don't know if she was at a bar or she was leaving, like, a function. But it's fucking 2 a.m. and you're 17. Whatever. Um, but, yeah. The, and you're with your family. No, she wasn't so. with her family. The family was like, oh, yeah, we'll we'll get you an Uber. They called it for her? Yeah, they called it for her. Or, like, hailed it, rather. You don't call an Uber. Right, yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, it's like 2 a.m. She gets on the ride. She's falling asleep. Maybe she had something to drink. Maybe the driver drugged her. But they, the family was getting worried. Like, where is she? It's late now. The Uber should have been here already. You can track an Uber in the app. You can see where it is for when it's picking you up or if you get it for someone else or you can see that they got home safe or whatever. Right. And one of the family members checks the phone, sees that they're around the corner, runs there, sees, you know, this driver putting the moves on her in the back seat. The dude fled the scene and then he was caught, put in jail, $100,000 bond. He's out right now. Uh, he's got four counts against him. Um, so we're going to see where this goes and maybe in the next couple of weeks. For sexual assault counts or for just yeah, general just like wow. like like yeah, like all kinds of stuff. Like it, it could be date rape, it could be sexual assault. Maybe it's like, like did she report on anything? Or? I don't know. Like I said, they they caught her or they caught him maybe doing stuff. I'm right. sure. Like I don't know if they did tests to see if he's you know, very suggestive. Yeah, like you know I mean, the fact that it's parked right around the corner mm, at that mm -hmm. point. And it took that long. It's still so. Not only is this just a scary thing, but the issue the issue here rather is that there's been question to the kind of background checks that happen for ride sharings between like Lyft and Uber and, and mm -hmm. you know Google's new one that they have. Like well, it's like that's why we don't even have Uber here in Austin anymore is because they wouldn't follow the strict background yeah. check laws. So huh. that's why we don't have it. It's like they definitely don't drug test these drivers. They probably don't even check if it's actually their car. It could be a stolen vehicle. They could be just driving it for a friend. Like who mm -hmm. knows what's going on? And it's like how is this even going to affect everything? Everyone's so reliant on this. They're scared of the ages. I'm scared of the drivers now, but not really. But I mean, like the closest I've read to something like this was like a year or two ago where there was someone in Washington, D.C. that like entered like a high speed chase with a person in, their back, in the back of their car or something like that. Like this is the only time like, I've ever read something like this. There's always been sketchy Uber drivers out there. And yeah, like that is a big thing of I even I think that they should have strict background check laws like they need to. I know that the idea is like, hey, y'all, you know, anyone can drive their car. Like, uh -huh. it's more employee friendly, I guess. 
But, um, you know, just as far as like people that hail those rides, it's like, yeah, it is pretty sketchy. And I've been in some pretty sketchy Uber cars. It's, it's not always comfortable, man. Yeah. Uh, I've never had to worry about anything that bad happening, but, uh, yeah. I've had Uber rides that vary from like old Asian drivers that just told me that he worked like eight hours and driving kind Mm -hmm. of not recklessly, but overly cautious to the point where I was scared. I've had like soccer moms too. Yeah. I've had soccer moms. Like I think the last weird Uber driver though I had was she was like asking me if I was gay every couple of minutes. I was like, no, I was like, you're driving me to a strip club right now. <laughs> I was like, uh, you do you know where we're going? Like, it was, it was so interesting because she was telling me like, oh yeah, like I, I, they, there was these gay men's and she was like, is that offensive? Did I say something wrong? Like she, she was, I don't know how long she's lived here, but she had a thick Mexican accent. I was like, this is so weird. Like started talking to her in Spanish, like just interesting. It, more so than taxi drivers. Most taxi drivers are like, oh, I'm working right now. Uber drivers, yeah. they're like, oh, I'm making extra money. Let me. So I, I've when I get a newer car, I'll probably do it just because it really is easy cash, and I ha- I know plenty of people that do it, and I like driving, so why not? Um, hopefully, I still have that opportunity. Maybe it's like, can you imagine like instead of the rating system they have now, when you open up Uber, like you have access to their social media accounts, so you can actually like Jeez. see who they are? Because it might be something like that. They might require transparency for. Huh for um crowdsourcing apps like that such as like airbnb and whatnot right just because like what if you're staying you catch an airbnb the house seems perfect online you get there and it's like a meth house see that that like would be really interesting meth downstairs right that would be really interesting if they post like if they attach it to social media and stuff because then they would just like weed out a lot of people and eventually it would just be like only attractive drivers i feel like people would pick out like Which the is greatest probably what looking people driver. want anyway yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's just going to be like probably... a bunch of supermodels driving people around town. Yeah. Which it wouldn't be the worst thing. Lim Hose is what we'll call it. What fucking mm. movie is that from? Yeah, but then oh, that's people Entourage. would be unemployed as a result. That's Entourage. But... Turtle's scheme in the final season of Entourage is that he's going to get these girls to uh, to have a chauffeur service and they're all supermodels. <laughs> they also kind of do Lim that in Hose. BoJack, too. Um, huh? In the last season of BoJack Horseman, they did that, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, someone in Entourage should sue someone. Um, so yeah, the last two things aren't really movie related. They're not TV. They're not the show. So let's move something that it is. And we like talking about them whenever I get the chance. And I gotta mention, you just retweeted this son of a bitch. Uh, Max Landis might be writing and directing a remake of his father's American Werewolf in London. Oh, go! I really fuck hope yourself, this is true. Max Landis, what? You hope that's true? Ooh, yeah, yeah. No, 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 seriously, no, no. no. Yeah. American Werewolf in London in the modern I mean, day with CGI is, sounds like, like a real piece of, of shit to me. I'll, I'll, I'll let you go on that. Fucking scary. That, that was pretty much right. it. I mean, American Werewolf in London. All right, that was. I yeah, mean, go ahead. <laughs> Damn it. All right, yeah, no, no. First off, American Werewolf London, London. That's a classic. You just don't touch that. Absolutely. I, yes, there could be something sweet here, and that's like it's the passing of a ton. It's like, oh, you know, from father to son, or it could be the flip side of that. Of like, oh no, I'm just gonna make this a total fuck you to my dad for making this. No, classic. he loves and, his like, dad. No, it's, dude. It's just, I, I mean, I mean, that is like such an iconic movie. Right. Like, that transformation scene. It's like everybody knows it. You just. You don't touch that. You just let it be. I mean, it, I mean, they, well, they already did with American Wolf in Paris, and look at how that fucking yeah, shit turned. Yeah. <laughs> that was I, fucking terrible. Yeah, I did not watch I mean, okay, that. Yeah, even though, my question as much pose. as I like Julie Delpy, right. watch it. <laughs> Here, no, here's my question no. to pose to you, Brian. Fucking, if you're, did, if you're, did in... that start with two guys like jumping off the Eiffel Tower, like with fucking parachutes or something? I don't know. I can't remember. I just, I, I was really high. What, right. What's your question? So, your so question here's my it? thing: is that like Chronicle is like an okay movie. I don't think it's a fantastic movie. I think it's just like it's, it's like uh-huh. a six out of ten. Has Max Landis written a movie that you think is like 
fan fucking tastic. Like it's as no. good or better than anything no. that John Landis ever made. But uh, I think Chronicle is great. But yeah, that's I I think it's fine. It's definitely like, watchable. But like fucking yeah, like I, Victor Frankenstein. Come on. I I kind of liked it. American but, Ultra was you know, okay. It, like, yeah, they're not. They're Me not him that her good. Like, was okay. Me him her is like a pretty good Netflix movie. I haven't seen that and one it, yet. I did watch American Ultra. It was like. I mean, it was okay. okay. It was watchable, it's a but it well wasn't good. It's, a it's just not really that funny. Yeah. But. It's like I haven't actually read one of his scripts, and I really do. I, I I'm going to soon. I don't know which one I'll do first. Probably Chronicle, just out of curiosity. Right. But Dirk gently. I saw the pilot for that. That was actually really fucking good. And he runs that show, and he wrote the whole thing, and it's adaptation of Douglas Adams. And then he has that Crystal Cove thing on Sci-Fi, which I haven't seen, which I would have to assume is good too. Um. American Alien, though, his comic book that DC did for, he did seven issues of a Superman comic. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. That's probably the best thing I've ever uh, read of his or you know, experienced of his. Um, but even still, like his YouTube stuff, like Wrestling Isn't Wrestling and, and uh, The Death of Superman, those are really good. Like, he's an interesting guy, you know? And I mean, like, I'm definitely curious to see how bright turns out. And deeper. Like, I, I his his big things that he has right now... I, I'm really curious what he's got cooking because he's at like a different echelon. Like a year ago, like when we started the show, he was, you know, he was a name that people knew because he had a couple mm-hmm. of hits. Right. But this, like, he's all, a completely different guy now. Like he's one of the the only screenwriters that you know the name of. Maybe that's because of nepotism. But he has a really interesting web presence. I, I, he's th- I think that he on is Reddit. much better he's active known on Twitter. than John Landis like, at this point. He interacts he interacts with his fans consistently and he doesn't have a huge fan following or anything, but you can, it seems like he cares. He goes to comic cons, he goes to all these kinds of things. Sure. But if there's, if there's anyone out there that like wants the, the average Joe to get the success that he has, I feel like it's him. Like he reaches out to try to help us. Um, I don't know, man. I just, I don't know if this is true. He's playing. Uh huh. God damn it. The sky black is like six seconds. I don't know if, I can do no, this. No, no, go for I, it. Go for it. Man. I, I just think that, like, I mean, he is totally, like, he's out there online, and he's, like, making rants online and, like, all this stuff. And, like, people, I mm-hmm. mean, he does have a huge following. Very soon. I don't think that he's ever written anything that's that fantastic. And, like, I fucking love American World in London. It's, like, a fantastic movie. It's, like, almost a perfect movie. And I don't think that anybody should be doing another one right now. And I think I think that if it it's was... It's a rumor. They, yeah, exactly. Well... I think that if it, they like, were going to do it, it should be to like me uh, because of who's doing it. But yeah. like, yeah, you know, he right. hasn't done. I, I love Chronicle, but sure, he has not done like anything better than that. And it's been what four years since that movie I came wanna, out. Like, he still has a long career ahead of him. He's a screenwriter. He, he has like great, a lot of yeah. scripts. Like he worked on the the Power Rangers reboot, which looks exactly like Chronicle, and he was upset right. about mm-hmm. that because they wanted him to write Chronicle. And he said, "Fuck you, I'm going to make a fun movie." And then they said, "Fuck you, we're not doing using your script." And they made Chronicle. Um, but. Like, I want to see Mr. Wright still, whenever I get a chance to see that. Victor Frankenstein, you guys are sadistic. I don't know how the fuck you would watch that. Um, but I, there, there's, it was kind of fun. There's an appeal. Kind he's of. not too much younger than, or too much older than we are. Um, he's kind of, he's, you know, the kind of guy that if I had the opportunity, I would want a career such as his. Like, it, it seems like he's doing everything. He's directing, he's writing, he's show running, he's doing comic books, he's doing YouTube, he's, he's on the internet. And if he does this, he would make uh it just it'd be cool. Like he's been real coy about it. The rumor is that like his dad's gonna be producing or exec producing, it's gonna be right. universal. Like I would assume that they're trying to make 
you know, a, a franchise out of this, which could be interesting. Uh, but he hasn't directed anything that was huge yet. Like it was just me, him, her. And that's very, well, very small. So, so that's what I was about to say is this is like sort of my last word on this. Um, he does a lot of bitching about people ruining his scripts and directing phase and stuff like that. And that's like, okay, you know, like people do probably fuck up his scripts and change a lot, but like, if all uh-huh. you ever do is just complain that the director ruined your script, I haven't seen me, uh, me, him, her yet, so I don't know how he is as a director. Like, hopeful, like he'd better fucking hit it out of the park if he does this, because if he doesn't, then he just doesn't have any grant ground to stand on ever. Like, yeah, I don't know. no, I like I so said, I, I mean, best case scenario, it ends up being a fun remake. Uh, well, actually, no, best case scenario, it ends up being something like the thing where it's, it's amazing, right? I or think, the fly, where it just I totally think the most likely head on the best case concept. scenario, though, is like we'll get something yeah. that's good, but right. yeah, I still need it's to like, see the fly. Horror is the only genre where a remake can truly help it. Like comedy, no, not really. No. Drama, no. But it, unless it's like a foreign adaptation, horror is the only one that ever works. And there's countless ones. You guys said the fly and the thing. You also got um, the blob, which I just right, saw not right. too long ago. Joe Dante, I think. Uh, that one, Dawn right? of the Dead. Yeah, Dawn of the Dead. Right. Fuck. Uh, I liked Evil Dead. The third, 2013 one was pretty good. It's it's not bad, but it's not I the original. Hate that movie, it's it's man. not. No, Fidi so Alvarez did not. No. You guys are wrong. Sorry, it's it's I a great movie. You're, I, you're you're wrong on that one. It's a horrible movie. Uh, oh, tree rape is very hot. Okay, and the tree rape scene in the remake, not nearly as good. Just saying. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't want to talk about Evil Dead anymore. Well, let's talk about something old and dead. Uh, have you guys seen the NES Classic Edition? Have you seen the headlines on this? Have you seen the stupid eBay and Craigslist listings? I, I even saw know what one it is thing to about how it's way too expensive, and that's, I mean, I totally agree no, with that. No, it's cheap. It's cheap as shit. It's $60. It's, it looks like an old NES. It comes with one controller. It has 30 games on it. It's HDMI out. You have save states and low states. It's perfect emulation. You can't trip on the cord. It's very, very small. It's very cute. Huh. And it's only $60. It's very cheap. The problem is, because it's sold out everywhere, including Amazon, Target, every big box store, it's sold out everywhere. Because of that, people are trying to sell them for like $1,000 on eBay. I guarantee if you go on eBay right now, you probably find one for like $700. And I know for a fact that there's going to be a replenishment in stock in the next week or two um, for, I don't know, fucking Black Fridays in two weeks. Um, but I know firsthand, actually, in the retail world that right. we're going to get more. And I would want to know if people are actually paying these outrageous stums for them because an actual NES with a couple of these games, these 30 games, I own 12 of them myself, isn't that much money. Right, but it doesn't have it, save states, and it's not, like, all hardwired into there already. I mean, people just kind of, like, maybe, jump on trends. If, right now, I have an emulator that can do all those things already. Yeah. If you have a smartphone or a computer, you can do this for free. Right, and I can use an Xbox controller. It's pretty comfy yeah. to play with. You know, I like it. My PSP, I have an NES emulator on there. I can do it all. Save states, load states. Sure. I can even do t- TV out. But this is actually made by Nintendo. It's kind of cool. Like... They're probably going to do like a Super Nintendo classic, like an N64 classic. Like they're probably going to be doing these. Right. I would go for the game edition. One. That does sound like fun. Uh, I don't know if they need that because they have Virtual Console, and I'm pretty sure the Switch is going to be able to do GameCube emulation. Sure. Um, and the price point is rumored for that to be like 250, which I think is too low. Like there was a Canadian listing uh, at Toys R Us for like 320 Canadian, which is like 260 or something like that. Um, I think it's going to be a 300 dollar thing. Uh, I, I hope it does well, because, you know, I've, I've talked before, not just on this show, but to people in person, like, I hope Nintendo folds, like, I hope they go the way of Sega, that all of the systems have all the all of, all of the Nintendo properties. Um, 
But it, it's cool that they're still sticking to... It's just a video game system, guys. That's all it does. Right. It's for everyone. It's for all ages. It's fun. Um, like, it, it's still... It's a little interesting little niche market that they kind of have because they don't really have it. But, like, the, the 3DS on Black Friday, there's going to be a $100 one. The brand new model that just came out not too many months ago. Only $100. That's a steal. Like, I might get one just to get, like, the new Pokemon so I can play with my girlfriend. Like, sure. $100 is nothing, you know? Especially for a portable system... That has 3D. Like, you can watch glassesless 3D YouTube videos on it, which is cool. So I, I'll probably pick one up. Um, but, yeah, if I get another phone call at work about someone asking for one of those things, I'm going to yell at them. <laughs> it's it's so sad. Like, Nintendo, you know, they failed this last console generation. The Wii U only sold some, like, 17 million units. It's been, like, kind of hush-hush, but obvious. The, the Wii U is going to be ceasing production very soon, especially in Asia. Mm-hmm. The Switch has to be a home run or they're going to go out of business. It's their last chance. So, you know, good luck to them. I, I am optimistic. It, it does look cool. It's like a fun little, but it, it, the thing about it is that it just looks like a toy. Like it looks like something that I yeah. would have really loved when I was six. And now I'm like, I have a smartphone. I don't even play dumb little games on that. So like, what, what are yeah. we dealing with here, guys? It's like, like, I, this is like, they made the Wii U gamepad. This is what it should have been in the first place. The idea that, you can play it at home, you can play it on the road, it looks exactly the same, but it's a little bit better when you're at home. Right. Because you can do it on your TV, you know? Like, it's a cool concept, but then you get the stupid-ass fucking controllers on the side. Like, that's too small. It just, it looks too small for me. Mm-hmm. I don't have big hands, and it looks small. And it's like, oh, what I can use, I we can play two players with the kickstand on the plane, it's like, really? Are, are you really going to do that? Right. Because I don't, I, like, maybe you're, you're, like, ten years old, and you and your brother want to play together. Yeah, but... Like, grown men, like, if you've seen that trailer, they're literally playing basketball in a park. And then they take, like, a break, and they turn the system no, on, and they play basketball. It's, it's never going to happen. You know what's going to happen <laughs> is that one person's going to be the person that always carries one around, and, like, you're, like, out drinking with friends, and they bring along their, like, fucking stupid-ass Nintendo system. And you're like, this is... Don't invite yeah. this person next time, you know? What It's like, what the fuck are they doing right, right. now? And it's like, it's 720p, and I want to know what the battery life is, and it doesn't play 3DS games. So it's like, it's a weird little, we're trying really hard, we're desperate, we're, this is probably going to succeed. Because if the price is right, if it is $299.99, that is kind of a deal. You get a system that you can play at home and on the road, and you can play it always. And, you know, like, that's perfect for the kid demographic and the the child at heart demographic that they aim for so hard. Sure. Um that it could be a success and you know we'll find out come january when they announce the price point and then we'll really find out march whenever it is 15th or something like that um especially like if they're if the new zelda game is a packing title if it's part of the system if that's a bundle option it's gonna sell a lot because everyone wants to play that new zelda Uh, if they have a mario game at launch ready it's gonna sell it's just they can't fuck up they can't do the wii again like wii sports yeah, I mean, I mean, that, my issue with still the best game on the Wii, <laughs> right? My issue with Nintendo is that nothing on it like really looks all that like impressive and like in the moment. Oh, like I need no. to buy this. Like that's have you seen the new Paper Mario? Well, or but that's Yoshi's that's the Willy thing World? is that there's there's other Paper Mario and Yoshi games out there, and like if I'm going for nostalgia playing, I'll just play those. Like I've got a GameCube, I've got oh, an emulator, no. I can fucking look, do whatever. You know, look up trailers or gameplay for these two games. Sure. The the Paper Mario Color Splash looks amazing, and Yoshi's Worldly World truly looks awesome. I, I'm also, sure that like, it does, uh, but it doesn't. Kirby's Epic Yarn, or whatever the fuck it's called. Right. But, uh, no, it's called a Rainbow Curse. They look like, they don't look pretty. I mean, they do look pretty, but it's 
nothing else like looks like them in game besides like Tearaway on the Vita. Um, but it really has its own like little big planet, like so 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 cute. Like it doesn't matter that our processor is not as good as the <laughs> PS4 because they're not doing well, this, and it's kind of exciting. Well, sure, but it's like if something is three hundred dollars and I'm playing it for cuteness, then like, what the fuck am yeah. I doing? You know, like I don't have three hundred dollars just lying around <laughs> to do that. Patreon.com yeah. slash FutureHorsePod. Send <laughs> if, him if, the money. Yeah, if I get 50 bucks a month on Patreon, I'll buy myself a he'll stupid Nintendo Switch. He'll start. He'll start. <laughs> uh, for like five minutes, yeah. and then that's yeah. it. It's like, my, probably sell it's like how much show. have I talked about my PlayStation VR on this show? Not much, right. to be honest. And that was $400. What was my other reasons? Though. Seven, eight. I've spent like $700 on it so far. Yikes. Um, I, I was going to play it yesterday. That didn't work. Um, same with video games, but kind of moving to TV. That's a perfect segue. I know you've heard of it, uh, Steve. Have you heard of PlayStation View, Tyler? You know what this is? Is it a new streaming service? Yeah, well, it's not new. It's been out. It's actually been out for quite some time now. But yeah, it's, it's an like over... a couple of years now. Okay, no, so, so not a couple. Actually... It's like a year. Okay, so um, no, but yeah, I'm not. it's an it's an over the top streaming. It's not a streaming service. It's an over the top TV carrier. So there's no contract, and you just pay by the month, and you have either live or delayed uh, TV, both local and cable have a lot of content. It's really kind of priced really well, too. I think it's $45 where it starts. Hey, what's the streaming service I was thinking of then for PlayStation? PlayStation Now? now? Is that the a one thing? With the, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, with the games. Yeah. No, view is, this is uh, TV and movies. Anyway, um, the reason I bring them up, they have a lot of content. They're going to be losing a lot. They just did this past Friday. They lost all of their Viacom stuff. So that's um, MTV and Comedy Central and God knows what else. Like the channels are like on-demand stuff. It's it's actual no, it's like live. Like imagine it's just through the internet. O- o- over the top is just watching live TV, right? But through the internet instead of satellite or cable. Okay. It Direct TV has their own version coming out soon. There's Sling, which is owned by Dish Network. YouTube's gonna have a version. Hulu's gonna have a version. There's gonna be lots of different why, uh, versions okay, here, coming out. Here's my by question: Why are why are so many people like jumping on the cable TV bandwagon right now? Like TV is not. Well, this is where no, this is going. the future of TV. It is though. Like not just. I mean, there's Netflix and Amazon who are doing their own thing, and there's all of these streaming, uh, ver- uh, you know, clients that are available. But TV is still really hot. You were talking about Westworld earlier. We sure. I, I mean, I'm happy that people sports, are trying to keep like, like CW and Adult Swim and Westworld. Like uh-huh. Being able to tune in, that's not going to go sure, away. Yeah. You're going to need that for sports games and for the news. But like as cable as a delivery system, like that's ancient. It has to be internet based. Yeah, and so that's that that's sense. just what it's sure. moving to. It, it's like with AT and T, well, potentially merging with uh, Directv and a uh, and Time Warner. HBO we'll is going to be available through DirecTV now for every AT&T subscriber. And so that was the proof that over the top has to happen. It was already moving so quickly that it already is. And so PlayStation just lost a lot of content. They got a lot too, though. They got like Vice and BBC America and NBA TV and a couple other things. And what they cite as the reason for the loss of Viacom coverage is that they wanted to keep the price point they currently offer and they didn't want to inflate it to lose subscribers, which is possible. And I uh, like kind of, just going right with this, Netflix just lost all of its Food Network, HGTV, and Travel Channel content, which they poached from Amazon Prime in 2014. Right. So these, like, with the services having their own original content, getting their own movie channels, all these kinds of things, they can't keep everything forever. And Netflix just lost a lot. Like, who knows, maybe PlayStation View or DirecTV 
Um, it's probably going to be DirecTV now, like Viacom and the Travel Channel and Food Network stuff. It's probably all going there because DirecTV now is too good to be true. It's supposedly going to be 100 channels for $35 a month with no contract. And if you have AT&T, you can watch it for free. It doesn't go against your streaming plan. Uh, like It doesn't count against your data allotment. Um, but yeah, part of those 100 channels are apparently going to be 8 stars channels. Um, and like the incentives, if these are to be accurate, it's like, if you get one of the cheaper plans, like the $35 one, you get a fire TV. If you get like the, like the $80 one, you get a free Apple TV. If you sign up for like, I think actually what it is, is if you, uh, the rumor anyway, if you just do one month, right when it opens, you get a free fire TV or fire TV stick. If you do three months, right when it starts at the get go, you get Apple TV. So Apple TV is worth like $200. Why not do it? Even if it sucks, it's like. You're going to be making money. Just cancel after three months if it sucks. Sure. I mean, um, I guess that I just don't want to sign on for TV again, like, no matter what that means. It's sort of a standards thing at this point, you know, like, cord cutters well, and all that. This isn't – yeah, this isn't TV, though. This is aimed towards a cord cutter. Someone doesn't come to your house and install this thing, and you're locked in for 12 or 24 months, no, and I you feel, have to yeah. pay these premiums. Like, this it's is – as You're talking about it as a way of consumption, yeah. though, right? Like, it just – there's no immediacy to it if you're just tuning into a channel. Is that what you're saying, Tyler? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I just, I had cable when I was at my old place and it was just like kind of a bummer in general just having live TV. Like I was not into that and it was like such a, I mean, kind of a time suck. It's hard to manage your time when you have that as opposed to Netflix, which kind of feels like it's just available whenever you need it and there's no immediacy to it, you know? This yeah. is the funny thing though. We've talked about on the show, not with you. Netflix is more expensive than cable because you have to pay your internet bill. And Which then I already have. Netflix. Are you not going to pay your internet bill if you don't have Netflix? No, that's that's what I'm saying though. When you have Netflix, the actual cost of Netflix isn't eight ninety nine a month. It's your internet bill plus that. When you have cable, and chances are your cable is your same internet provider. That's its own separate energy. Dude, there, but there then is, most people that have cable have Netflix. If you're too. paying for I, I know, cable dude, there, by itself, yeah, though, there, there is it's no more expensive that there way. is no world in which I'm ever going to have cable and not the internet. I'm always going to have yeah. to have the internet. I work yeah. on the internet, so that's that's why something like AT and T's merger with Directv and and Time Warner is so important. If this happens, because it's gonna, it's seriously, it's like a, a, if it passes, why wouldn't you have AT and T? Sure. It's like, I like this DirecTV Now coverage. It's only $35 a month. I get unlimited data when I have it. And it's I get HBO Go for free when I'm a subscriber. Like it, it, you know, I get Cartoon Network for free. I get free CW without commercials. You know, they have so many fucking possibilities that they can do here. Once they, it all becomes vertically integrated, when it becomes a monopoly, that the room for competition is close to impossible Unless another one happens. Let's say, like, Wanda buys T-Mobile and merges them with uh, fucking Legendary and Dick Clark Productions. <laughs> you know, like, they, it would have to do something like that. Like, right. Comcast, they're making their own um, their own teleco. They're going to have phone service. So that means there's going to be Comcast phone, internet, cable, and they own NBC Universal. So that's going to be close. Not quite the same, but competition regardless. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, moving from TV to TV, though, uh, Amazon, they just snagged a huge project. Talked about this about two months ago. David O. Russell's making a show with Robert De Niro. TV, there's a two-season order, eight episodes apiece. David O. Russell's going to be directing every single episode. Julianne Moore's also on it. He's writing the thing, too. This is definitely the biggest thing Amazon's got. This is probably sure. the biggest thing on streaming. But, I mean, that's... Just in terms of name power. I, I don't know. Maybe Woody Allen, arguably. But that bigger, tanked but... so hard, I didn't even watch it. 
did it? Uh, I no, know a lot of people that did watch got that. Got bad reviews. I'll watch it eventually, but it tanked. Yeah, I mean, I mean, in this day, I don't know. Like, I would not watch David O. Russell's next thing. I don't think that I would watch Robert De Niro's next thing either, even if it was free and it was sitting on my shelf. Like, I did not. I haven't seen anything not, from either I do of think them Amazon, that I liked in the last five years. Maybe not. Amazon does. They do a better job though of acquiring big names. Sure. Like, compared to Netflix, Netflix is good at introducing new stuff, like you know, Stranger Things. Hush. No one knows who the fuck those kids are, or they might know Winona Ryder, but no one knows who the Duffer Brothers are. Right. Sure. Um, they go after unknowns. Net, uh, Amazon, they get big names like Spike Lee, uh, Woody Allen. I could see that. Yeah, uh, I mean, Netflix's their next show coming up, or at least the one that's coming out in January that I was talking about earlier, has Neil Patrick Harris. I mean, that's like kind of it's a name. Kind of big. Well, right? sort like, of. They I mean, get... like, has anything big as big as House of Cards with Kevin Spacey sure. and yeah. David Fincher? Like, they, and they get Wright. big actors, but they don't get filmmakers, which is something that Amazon's doing. Especially because Amazon actually has a theatrical release window, and they always have, and yeah. they always will. At least that's what they tell us. Yeah, they also have Park Chan Wook. Yeah, like, they, they have a lot of talent. Jim Jarmusch, like, they, they get a lot of... Nicholas Winding Refn. So many big dudes. On well, and, and on. I, yeah. I think it's interesting that, like, looking at, like, the comparisons of different things, like, you know, like, Netflix has the Marvel properties, which is a pretty big deal. Amazon has, like, Kinda. The Tick with Peter Serafinowicz, well, so, like, what as, is that? As of know? right now, though, Amazon also has HBO's old library you know that's probably not going to last much longer right but that is worth more just in terms of like Entourage and Deadwood and Sex in the City and all that stuff that's worth a lot of money that's worth more than the current Netflix shows how, just like one um, of those shows like Six Feet Under how, or The Wire how, how much like, is Amazon Prime in comparison to HBO Go right now Amazon Prime is eight ninety nine a month. Or HBO now, I don't know the difference. <laughs> yeah, eight ninety nine a month is what Amazon Prime is just for the video content. Netflix is nine ninety nine and HBO Go is fourteen ninety nine, I believe. Oh okay. but then you can do Amazon HBO Prime now. for the whole year, which is only a hundred dollars. And then you get the two months uh, the two day shipping for Prime, Prime Now. You right. get Twitch Prime, you get uh the the free cloud storage, you get the Kindle lending library, you get so much stuff from Amazon for a hundred dollars a year. Um, that Netflix in just like that is literal content. You know, I mean, it's, it's Costco. Well, like it's so many things. It's funny. Like uh, the more expensive it is, the less content that you get. Sure. Like, as proof with HBO now, how much do they have? No, no I, I mean, dude, but it, they it's Amazon premium, probably though. all together in like. I mean, my, my brother like, has Amazon Prime right now. He gave me his account. Uh, I've been able to watch everything on there for so long. The only thing that I've watched is Avatar, and that's just because I was too like lazy to get up and put the dvd Look in into check out red oaks red oaks is really good red oaks, like. okay but, yeah. but like, I need they, to watch they don't have season. like any buzz behind them like people talk about the netflix stuff oh, so no, they much do. well transparent yeah, is probably transparent, the one that has the most sure buzz. and uh, transparent has like no real like I don't, I don't know like big names attached aside from yeah, jeffrey tambor no jeffrey yeah, tambor well he well, he won a golden globe and an emmy so it's, it doesn't have to be big like no well that, that's yeah. their golden I mean, child netflix is definitely hitting it bigger as far as tv but as far as acquiring talent though amazon's where it's at right now anyway the point i made and by the way you said you haven't seen anything that robert de niro or david o. russell have done no in no i, I have i don't like any of it because <laughs> I, I I need to rewatch. It. I love the Silver Linings playbook. So that so, was fine, but yeah. that was five years ago, wasn't it? That was 2010 um, or 11. Four years, four years ago. ago. Okay. 2012. So I I redact, yep. but also the so, movie's not so, that. Yeah, amazing. but almost half a decade. Sure. I thought it was amazing. I saw it as a date. That was your favorite film of that year, wasn't it? Yeah. I I, it was I fine saw it as I a date. It, it was yeah. so good. I, I want to watch it again. Like okay, Sing Street. I forgot Sing Street is on Netflix also <laughs> right now. Mm-hmm. I told 
everything from the Weinstein Company. I is... told my girl last night. I was like, I I was driving her home and I played uh, Drive It Like You Stole. I was like, we need to watch this movie soon. She's like, what movie? I was like, this movie. Like, I need to watch that soon. I need to watch Silver Linings also. Just such good date movies. Um, so that is the boring stuff. That's the TV stuff. That's the movie stuff. That's the news. This is VR. This is a whole different reality. Uh, this top one is really, really exciting. I This is way sooner than I thought it would happen. We've talked on the show about like VR backpacks. That It's a PC that you wear in your back so you don't have to worry about the cables. HEC just announced that there's a wireless add-on for the Vive uh, that only costs $200. And it's going to be available this first quarter. So the headset is eight hundred bucks with the controllers and everything. Another two hundred bucks. It's a thousand plus tax plus a computer that costs five hundred. So sixteen hundred dollars. You have wireless VR in your house, and this is going to be even bigger than that because it's going to be big in terms of VR arcades. Because now you don't have all these cables that people can trip over and sue you because they didn't sign the release form or whatever. Um, but yeah, I can't believe that this is already here, that TPCast is making a tetherless VR add-on for the Vive. It it just became 100% the best option for virtual reality. Is there a launch date? Uh, quarter one. So next year at the beginning. Yeah, at the beginning, the first three months. Like, I, I think it already sold out, and you have to, like, you got priority if you already have Vive to begin with. But this is exciting. Like, I... The fact that the beginning of 2017 has already seen this. Like, you know, Oculus talked about some cool things. Oh, look, we got touch controllers. There's another camera. There's better tracking. There's this. Inside out. Whatever. Um, But the fact that HEC is making their own first-party arcade. It's like a cafe, actually, in Taiwan or China. And that they're going to undoubtedly have tetherless, a.k.a. wireless VR there as soon as it opens. I need to go to China. I still haven't done the Vive. I need to. I need to talk to Greg. I have to be like, hey, bring me to your warehouse. I'll bring him up the PSVR. Get me in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, this is, this is so exciting. Like, that, that means that the next VR headset that's announced, whoever announces the next one, it's going to have to be wireless. Yeah. Are they, they're wired right now? I don't know anything about VR yeah. as of yet. VR is, well, we should have started the, the, started the show. I totally forgot. You know something. You got a VR headset now, right? You got yourself a cardboard? Yeah, I've got like one of those like plastic, like, it's a little bit nicer than cardboard, but not really at all. One of the Verge ones? Do you at least have gyroscope on your phone? Yeah. Wait, is it one of the Verge VR things? It's one of the purple God things? Damn no, it's it's like some like off-brand whatever thing that I picked up for 10 bucks at the store, because I was like, oh, this looks dumb. 10 bucks is perfect. Yeah, yeah. Mine's, mine's made out of cardboard. Literal cardboard. Yeah. And, but then I, you know, I have my, my expensive hat that Sony made too. So I have two, which is so comfortable. It really is, except when you wear it for too long and your forehead starts sweating. Uh, but what have you mostly done in VR besides VR porn? What, what, what have you mostly been engaging with? I've just been really fucking around in this app that just like has different 360 videos and all that kind of stuff. You know, like I like whatever, rolled, ro- rode a roller coaster, went in a space mission or whatever and like all this like dumb shit. Like, it's just been fun to play around with and show my friends, you know, but I haven't done anything really that impressive as of yet. And I said VR porn. It's the way to I go. I haven't even done Once that yet. Nah. Go uh, kink.com slash VR or pornhub.com slash VR. It's free. There's no ads. It really does. Seeing porn in 3D is one thing, but seeing it in VR is a whole nother thing. And it is the killer app. It is the thing so far. Like Batman VR and my PSVR, pretty cool. You know, pretty cool. <laughs> um, 
But VR porn was when I realized, like, I need to always learn about this stuff now. Because eventually, you know, I don't know what's going to be possible, what they're going to be cooking up, but I've already seen the future and there's no going back. Right. So, so, so good. But yeah, um, IMAX has seen the future too, though. They've raised, or are in the process of raising, $50 million for its upcoming VR content. If you didn't know, Tyler, they're going to have IMAX, like, kiosks and malls. And they're also going to have, like, auditoriums and movie theaters, like, multiplexes are already out there. Where you're going to, like, you bought your IMAX movie ticket, there's a tie-in IMAX VR experience. You pay, like, $10 or $15 in addition to your movie ticket. Or maybe there's, like, the super tickets, like, $30 for the movie, the VR experience, and a digital copy when it comes out or something like that. And so the the first one is most undoubtedly going to be the the Harry Potter movie that's coming out right now next weekend. Sure. The Fantastic Beasts. And so you go, you go to the IMAX movie, you finish the movie, you use their IMAX VR headset. So they're in the process of, again, $50 million for this shit right now. It's going to be for their tie-in experience as well as building a camera rig that they're designing with Google. So it's going to be literal IMAX VR. It's probably going to be only for them. This? Or all, like Daydream VR too. Yeah, um, this sounds like something so. that people can do in, like, really cool places, like where you're at in Texas yeah. or where you're at in L.A., I think. Like, I'm in fucking backwater, bumfuck nowhere, Washington, so I can't do this no, at I all. No, I think it's – no, it's going to come there, too. No, no, we don't have much VR stuff here. Like, as, well, as I just far mean as, IMAX I think there might have general, been just been yeah. South by Southwest. Sure. Yeah, no, it's like the first IMAX VR thing – The best thing, IMAX here is a museum, so <laughs> that maybe – I don't know. The first IMAX VR thing is going to be in L.A. It's going to open sometime this month. Sure. I'm probably going to go or try to go or try to get – a press pass or something i'm gonna try to go um maybe it's playing the same place that billy Lynn's long halftime walk is and i can see that in in the 4k hdr 3d 120 like all the shit 120 frames do do all the tech things and then also do imax vr at the same time is that in the dome i don't know i know it's in two theaters i don't think it's in the dome i'll i haven't even researched it i'll look into it um but yeah, I'll probably do both at the same time. And this IMAX is such a, a known name that I can see people. You're walking at the mall and someone's going, hey, have you done virtual reality? You want to do virtual reality? How about IMAX VR? We got Harry Potter. We got Batman. We got Lord of the Rings. And then you put on the headset and you do it. And you're like, oh, that's so cool. And you're like, what do you mean it was $25? And then before you know it, you're broke because it's so awesome. Right. <laughs> like I see that being a thing. Um, like Daydream VR just came out. The, the first one, the Daydream View that uh, Google's put out, and apparently YouTube VR, which is only on that for right now, is, like, the killer app. It's the thing you have to try. Um, But it's not even just about, like, VR content being made. There is even news this week about VR being edited. Adobe just introduced a VR content editor called Clover VR, which allows nonlinear editing and playback while wearing a head-mounted display. Up to this point, they were editing VR content like they do all movies and tv they were sitting at an avid bay or adobe bay whatever sitting there with their mouse and keyboard dragging and dropping and not actually experiencing in vr when they were doing said thing like it was like an after the fact type of idea but now you're going to actually be able to wrap your head around the actual environment while you're in it so vr just as an editing possibility that makes more sense for that yeah absolutely just not even terms of editing vr but even traditional 2D or even 3D content in VR seems perfect because instead of having one or, if you're lucky, two or three screens in front of you, you could have everything in front of you, above you, on the left, on the right, 
below you. And you could, you know, if you have the right interface, such as like touch controllers, drag and drop and pinch and zoom and do all these things intuitively instead of having to remember, oh yeah, it's Apple T and then it's Apple L and you have to hold F12 for five seconds. Like, it's like, I imagine it being like Minority Report yeah. where, you know, it's just you're throwing stuff around mm-hmm. and it's got the sensors on your hands. That would be fucking cool. You could literally just slash a cut right there ha- and then just throw a clip right It's next probably it. going to be like that. I have to imagine that's how easy it's going to be, just the ease of use. I have to get back into editing then. Yeah, right? <laughs> I have to. Buy yourself a VR headset and then, and then experience this. Um, final piece of news, though, and it's tied exactly to that last thing. Altspace VR, which is probably the pioneer for social MMO VR experiences currently, just introduced something that they're calling VR Capture. And what it allows is for them to record live events such as like Reggie Watts performing a stand-up act or like a band doing a concert live. And then you can play it back later. Because as of right now, Altspace, you have to be plugged in in VR and watching it as it happens but this is going to allow them to have a document of said events. Um, and so you can retain the artistry. So the fact that Adobe's working on VR content editing and Altspace has recording of live events, it's like, this is exciting. Like every, every week there's usually something new about VR, but this is the first time that there's been so much in such a, a singular week that I'm so excited that it just trumps all presidential news. Hmm. But that's the show. <laughs> Pun intended. Uh, where can they find you, Tyler? Uh, people can find me at Future Horse Pod, uh, futurehorsepod.com, or if you want to listen to my shows, there's Cynical Cartoons, Unfortunate Associates, Tainami, or The Adam Sandcast. You can find all those on iTunes, Stitcher, What about Google Play. Get Real Rob? Get Real Rob is sort of wrapped up into Adam Sandcast. It's like you can find it there as well. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, and so like the the main one that I'm really pushing right now no, nah, it's just all of them. Just check out whatever sounds good to you. We talked about them at the beginning of the show. Uh, Patreon.com slash Future Horse. Thanks for having Send me on, your you guys. Money. Yeah. yeah. It's always a pleasure, man. Yeah, We're going to be great. on Cynical Cartoons, so please listen to that episode. Hopefully it's horrible, so it's good for <laughs> you guys. Um, yeah, you can reach us all over the internet. Dollarviews.net is our website. Search for Dollar Views on a service. We're probably there. Facebook, Twitter, WordPress, Tumblr. We're on all of the listening sites. Google Play Music, iTunes, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, SoundCloud, even Podcat, which I just like the name of. Um, so find us. Send us an email. You can reach me at brian at dollarviews.net. That's B-R-Y-O-N. All kinds of ways to stay in touch. But I hope it's been a pleasure. I hope you learned something new. Have a good one. Keep the change. See you next week. Bye.